Hey, this is Kiran Agrawal from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Brett Boone with us. Brett is the lead of Brett Boone Real Estate Team, that has some of the best real estate agents in Oklahoma City. With over 14 years of experience as a realtor and more than 350 sales closed in the past 12 months, let's welcome our today's guest, Brett Boone. Brett, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Brett, let's begin with the first and interesting question. Tell us something interesting about you. that most people tend to don't know i know that you do workout and every day so what else yeah my my something that most people don't know about me as i love uh, exotic race cars so i buy uh, really fast fast cars and uh like to go really really fast like over 200 miles an hour sometimes so yeah i love exotic sports cars so same goes with me but i have never drive the sports car so can you tell me about the experience that you're having like you might not have a sports car right from the beginning right so what is the experience what is the journey like how did how did you get into it well uh, it, as i've always been in the cars whenever i was a kid i built my first uh, vehicles a 1975 chevy pickup truck my dad and i built with our hands and then um when i was a little bit older i had a, a pontiac transam when i was like 16 17 years old and i did a lot of work on it And then when I got into real estate, I started making some money, and I started getting to more fun cars. And so I started off with some, a couple different BMWs um, that were kind of fast. And then I got into uh, a Lamborghini and had a um, a McLaren most recently. And um, yeah, I got into the more of the exotic side of things. But that's been more recently. I wasn't always able to to afford those cars, um, but they're my that's my one my couple of toys I like to play with. That's so that's kind of my um, my fun hobby that i have on the side so good to know about that and maybe we can talk more about it after the podcast once we know all the wisdom that you have gathered all through your years in entrepreneurship and real estate so with that said how did you get into entrepreneurship what made you catch the entrepreneurial bug well uh it's a it's a little bit different story than a lot of people um and a lot of people don't know this about me is that I got into real estate. I was waiting tables before I got into real estate. So I was a server at a restaurant, and um, I was I was heavily addicted to drugs and alcohol whenever I was very young, when I was 13 years old. And I was uh, I dropped out of high school. I didn't go to college, and I was uh, in and out of jail a lot whenever I was in my youth. And whenever I was in Uh, waiting tables. I was basically going nowhere in my life, and I was really depressed, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have any money. All my friends had gone to college and grown up, and I was, you know, waiting tables, and it was very depressing. And so, uh, I was approached by someone who said I should get into real estate. And that particular day, I was, I needed to make a change. And so, um, it was interesting. They told me that I had to be over the age of eighteen, and I couldn't be a convicted felon. And so. I said, "Hey, I'm good there." So I went and got my real estate license, and uh, as a way to get out of a life that wasn't um, going in the direction that I wanted, I was probably going to end up dead or in the jail for the rest of my life if I didn't change my life. So, real estate was an avenue and a way for me to have a purpose. I didn't need an education. I get paid based off of my effort that I put into it, and that was what was really appealing to me. Was I didn't have to go to school or college or anything. I could get my real estate license. I could jump in and start selling houses, and so that's the reason. That's the reason I got into real estate. And fifteen um, years, fifteen years later, I'm still here and I'm sober, and uh, life is great. So it saved my life, so to speak. 
yeah yeah it totally did and there was no looking back once you started into real estate like uh, as you said that you were addicted right so did it continue once you started real estate or you went completely sober when you got into the business that's a good question so um no i didn't i i was uh, drinking and doing drugs almost every single day when i got my real estate license and then um it was all the way until 2015 january 3rd 2015 was the last day that I ever um, was sober. And so I was doing real estate from 2008 to 2015 and I was still selling real estate and I was still, uh, you know, an addict. I was still doing drugs and alcohol, but it was on the weekends, not while I was working in the, in the evenings and stuff, but I was trying to manage it and I wasn't able to manage it. And I was, um, I got engaged to my wife who I'm with still, and um, we were going to get married. We did get married, but um, when we were engaged, I ended up um, having a really bad night one night and I actually overdosed and died. And uh, I collapsed in my bathroom. I overdosed on cocaine and uh, alcohol. And I, uh, that was the last day I used. And it was January 3rd, 2015. Uh, very memorable date. And that was the day that I said, no more. I'm going to go get help. And uh, that was the last day I used. So I've been sober. Um, this January will be eight years. So I'm about seven and a half years sober. And that's when my real estate really took off was after I got sober. So I did really well, but then after I got sober, took off and it's just been, it's been crazy since then. So it's been really, really good. So as it is said that behind every successful man, there is a woman. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was a big, big, big part of that. And she was with me throughout the very beginning. So she, she met me when she was my manager, whenever I was a waiter. And that's how I met my wife. And so I met her whenever I was a full-blown drug addict and alcoholic. And she didn't know that I was like an addict. I was very good at hiding that kind of stuff. And so she was with me the entire time, all the bad, the horrible stuff, me getting arrested and going to jail and all that stuff. And um, yeah, she couldn't be happier. She's very happy that I'm sober now. <laughs> it's a much better life for both of us. Nice, nice. And good thing that you are not Hi, I'm cooking right now while speaking to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah. Really now it's just, it's, it's water. I can yeah. drink a gallon of water a day. That's like. <laughs> just kidding, okay. So, in your opinion, yeah. okay, what do you think is the most important personality trait, right? What, like, the most important personality trait to succeed in real estate or in business in general? So, I think there's two pieces. There's There's two pieces. One is going to be you have to be self-motivated. And one of the things that I've found, I've had a lot of people come in and out of the industry working directly for me. And if you don't wake up motivated, I can't teach a motivated person. If you're not motivated to get up every day and really, really, really try, um, that is a huge thing that you must, must have is motivation. And, um, Motivation is the thing that is when your alarm goes off and you want to hit the snooze button, the motivation makes you not push it, makes you get up when your alarm goes off. So not hitting the snooze button, doing what you know you need to do um, and, and being highly, highly motivated to hit that goal. Nothing is more important than being motivated, where if you have a drive and a desire to achieve a goal, nothing will get in your way. The other thing is if you're going to get into real estate and you don't like to talk to people, you're going to have a really tough time. Okay, so from a personality trait, you're going to want to be a person who naturally likes to talk with people. You're not an introvert. You're more of an extrovert where you want to be able to communicate and connect with people and it becomes natural for you. 
It's not very, it's not a hard thing to do. If you're naturally go out and meet people and you're talking and that's who you normally are, you'll do really well in real estate, but you have to mix that with the, the determination and the drive. So um, you have to have both pieces. I think you have to be determined and driven and you have to like to talk and help people. Those so even things. if you are an extrovert, that does not solve all the cases for you. You have to be motivated to go to work, no matter what you're feeling that day. Absolutely. And that's why every single day I'm a very, very scheduled person. I go to bed the same time every day. I wake up the same time every morning. I eat the same thing every day. I work out at the same time. I do. The, it's the same thing. It's very boring, but it gets very, very highly predictable and repetitive results. I'm always able to get results. So I find the best formula. And I do it every single day. Yeah. So you have made it a habit to be disciplined now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's easy to do when you start getting the results. Mm. Creating a habit's difficult at first because it's new and it's different. One it it the 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 number is 21 days. If you do one thing consistently for 21 days, studies have shown that's how long it takes for a habit to either break a habit or to make a new habit. So if you can commit to 21 days of getting something out of your life or committing 21 days to getting something into your life, they'll have the same effect, but you have to be committed for about a month for it to become a habit yes. before you, you, you sit. And then when you see the positive results, then you're fine. Once you have the positive results, you see, and you feel the benefit, you see the income coming in, you see your database filling up, you see your deal starting to form. Then you don't want to stop it. Now you're yeah. addicted to it. You yeah. just want to keep doing it over, and over again. Yeah. But for someone who's not motivated or doesn't have that, you have to you have to do it every day, no matter what, every month. And then then it becomes now it's easy. Now it's not hard at all. Now I love doing it. Yeah, totally. So 21 days it is. 20, that's, the, that's what studies show. If you do anything for 21 days straight, you're going to pick it up or as a habit or you'll let it go. So it's either coming in or going out. Either one works. 21 days is the, is the formula. Yes. So tell us, how did you manage to grow your business so far? 350 sales in the past 12 months. So what is the secret? What are the blueprints we should know? So the, the biggest secret is, and it's not necessarily a secret, but it comes down to the consistency. When I tell you that I do the same thing, the same repetitive thing every single day, there was a reason why whenever we set this uh, this interview up that I told you that I needed to wait until afternoon. So this is my, you're my first appointment for the day. And the reason why is because my morning time is whenever I do my lead generation. That's whenever I'm building my business. So um, if you have to do something every single day, it's getting on the phone and talking to people about real estate. And so we have a formula that we use. One of those formulas is very difficult to do. It's easy to say, but it's hard to actually execute. If you have 20 conversations per day, and this is, a, I have to be very specific with this. A conversation is a two-way, two-way talking. So sending someone a text message, leaving a voicemail is not a conversation in our world. A, two, a conversation is two people talking on the phone or in person. And we have our agents do 20 conversations per day. So you'll probably have to call 60 people to talk to 20 people. And what we found is if that's 100 people per week, that's 400 people per month. If you convert at 1%, so we, we look at phone conversion. How many people do you need to talk to to get one appointment? Well, 1% is the lowest level of conversion. That's what cold calling converts at. Mm. So if you talk to 400 people per month, 1% conversion rates, four deals per month that you can count on. But you have to be consistent with your calling. If you're inconsistent, your sales will be inconsistent. Your appointments will be inconsistent. Mm. So if I had one thing to tell every single agent who works for me, 
is every morning when you get to work, the first thing you need to do is the most difficult thing and the most important thing, which is generate new business. Mm -hmm. And so all of our sales agents, when they get on the phone, it's outbound sales calls only. We're not talking about deals that we have under contract. These aren't follow-up calls. These are new people that we're trying to, to get to either meet with us, whether they're buying or selling a property, 20 new people per day. We found that that formula is the magic formula that will grow your business every single year. And as you get better, your conversion rate will go up. So you can talk to 20 people and instead of setting one appointment, you might set three or four. So in a normal month, at first you might get four closings. Well, now I can get 10 or 15 closings a month, but the work is the same. So I don't have to put more work in. So once you build up that capacity where every day you come in and it's just normal, so a brand new agent, whenever they do it, they really struggle with this concept because it's very tiring. It takes two or three hours of just on the phone, on the phone, on the phone, and they get defeated. That's where that 21 days come in. If you do the same thing for 21 days, it becomes a lot easier. Then you're able to get on the phone and you get better on the phone. So instead of converting at 1%, it's at 2%, then three, then four, then five, and you get much, much better at what you're doing. But you, the, if you want to learn quickly and you want to learn fast, you need to talk to more people in a short amount of time. You need to fail. You need to mess it up. You need to, you know, have people hang up on you, scream at you, tell me, tell you to never call me again. You know, all those things that we need to go through. I want people to go through that very, very quickly, because if you look at a year and it takes in one year, you talk to 10,000 people. Okay. What if you condense that in six months and you talk to 10,000 people? Do you see how fast you would learn? Mm -hmm. You would learn a lot faster. You'd learn twice fast. But what if you talk to 10,000 people in three months? Mm -hmm. You'll learn four times as fast. Mm -hmm. What if you did it in one month? So what I try to tell people to do is get as many conversations in so you can work through it, so you can mess up your script, so you can say the wrong thing, so you can go back and fix it. And then the next call, you're a little bit better. And then you, you mess that up. The next call, you're a little bit better. You need to get, you need to be doing that a lot, really, really quickly. So you learn from your mistakes versus spreading it out over a long time. If you have one bad phone call and you don't call anybody else to the next day, and then you have one bad phone call, it, it's going to take you forever to learn this. Get it done quickly. And the way you do that is what I call time on task. So our new agents, when you first start out, I recommend that you have a hundred conversations in your first day. Okay. This takes all day to call all day long, but it builds up. If you can get through a hundred conversations, you'll probably have to dial about a thousand people. Okay. It is a marathon. You got to call from seven in the morning to seven at night. And our agents do this all the time because when they do it, they set appointments like crazy, but it builds up their, 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 um, their scripts, their dialogue. It allows them to make a lot of mistakes and learn very, very quickly. So that would be my biggest, most important thing. Have a lot of conversations consistently and you don't miss one day. If you do the math on it, let's say you miss one day per week. Okay. That's 20 people for one day. That's two, four, six, eight. That's 80 people per month that you lose. Okay. Multiply that by 12. How many people is that? That's a lot of missed calls. If you miss one day per week, most people are worse than that. Most people miss two or three days. Now you're talking about if you compound that over a year, you're talking about thousands of conversations that you should have had that you didn't have because you were inconsistent with your calling. Mm, so focusing on the quality 
along with the quantity and majorly focusing on the quantity because quantity will build quality. So it'll it'll shorten your learning curve. You'll learn faster that way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So tell us about your growth plan. Fifty sales in the past twelve months. What is the plan for next twelve months? So the next 12 months is we've opened up a investment arm in our company. So we are actually doing a lot more investing. So we're buying rental properties, flipping properties and Airbnbs. Um, but as far as our retail side of things, um, we're going to continue down the same path. We've got a nice team that we have right now and we are going to keep it about the same size, continue to sell. We're, we're on track to close about 350 to 400 homes this year. And um, so we're going to continue to grow that little by little every year. But our main focus that we're opening up is our investment company, which will start buying properties from our clients and from our, our past clients and our new clients. We're, we're buying homes directly from them and we're turning them into rental properties and investment properties. It's something that we're starting to do for long term wealth building, long term uh, growth so we can have uh, a retirement someday. Yeah, yeah, totally. So wealth building is also a part of your daily routine now. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because we can't. If we're if you get in real estate, you got to find a way to retire. Yeah, because we don't we don't have a retirement plan. So <laughs> investing in real estate, now I'm going to retire. Yeah. Okay. Since most of the home buying and selling process is happening online, Brett, what are your ways? Do you run Facebook ads? Do you do Google pay per click, SEO, uh, Instagram ads, like Reels, YouTube? What are you into? Like, how do you leverage this online presence? Yeah, so I've I've done a lot. I've done everything. So I've done Zillow ads. I've done pay-per-click. I've done SEO. And what we found was, depending on the type of lead. So whenever I was telling you earlier about a 1% conversion rate, that would be the same conversion rate for cold calling. So even like a really experienced person who's really good on the phone, if you cold call all day, people who have no idea who you are, no, we don't know if they want to buy or sell, they converted about 1%. So a lot of conversations to get one good buyer. As you go up, you have your Zillow leads, you have your pay-per-click leads, which are a little bit higher quality because they have shown some interest in either buying or selling. But the challenging thing is, if somebody registers on your website, they're most likely registering on other websites. So they're going to be talking to several different real estate agents, not just one. Makes your comp competition a little bit tougher. So if you do paid leads, you really need to have a good system in place where you can sell yourself, knowing that you might be competing against another agent. Um, you need to be able to have that in your skill set, because if you don't, you're going to get these other agents are going to win because a lot of times you'll be competing for the listing or competing for that buyer. So with those leads, it, you, you've just got to be uh, mindful of those things. As you go up your quality of lead, your highest quality of lead is going to be your database. These are going to be people that you personally know. And that's where over 70% of our business comes from, is from our database and the referrals that they come from, because these people know us and they trust us. And so that's where I would be spending most of your time, um, especially if you're a new agent. I tell people, if you are going to spend money on a lead, that should be the last thing you do after your business is completely full. So if you're a single agent by yourself, you need to get as full as you can where you're, you're literally like working nine, 10 hours a day. And then your first hire needs to be an assistant, someone who can help you with all the paperwork and everything on the side. Once you get an assistant, then you keep calling your database. You keep working your sphere, the people that you know. Once you have ran out of people and you're no longer getting 
you know, um, getting from that, then I would start using social media. And social media is something that you can do both sides. And I'm not talking about paid social media. I'm just talking about using social media, letting people know what you've done, that you're that you're a realtor, that you're buying property, that you're selling property, all of the wins, how successful you are. These are what people want to be attracted to. So that's also free as well in a higher quality of lead. Once you get fully busy and you, your, your, your calendar is completely full, you have an, an, a, an administrative assistant who's doing all of your paperwork. Then I would start looking at um, potentially looking at paid leads, but I wouldn't do any paid leads until you get completely full. And that's a big mistake a lot of agents make is they want to push the easy button. I'm going to pay for leads and then all of a sudden my business is going to work. Before you get to paid leads, you need to have your scripting and your dialogue down very, very good. You need to be very confident on the phone. And if you're going to pay for leads, you better have your, your daily routine dialed in very, very accurately because when these people register on your website, you got to get to them immediately. You got to get to them very, very quickly. And if you're not willing to do that, to step away from dinner, to step away from watching a movie with your with your spouse, or you're at an event and you need to, you're going to have to leave and, and give these people a call, or someone else is going to get them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Um, when you're spending money on leads, you want to make sure that you're getting a return. So the other thing that I would say is with that is if you are going to pay for leads, you need to measure what you expect, meaning you need to look at out of all the leads that are coming in. Am I converting them? What is my conversion rate? How many leads do I need to pay for to get one appointment out of how many appointments I get? How many of them actually meet with me? How many of them cancel out of the people that I meet with? How many of them do I actually sign to work with me? And then how many of them close? So you want to measure all of those metrics. And if you're not, most people aren't set up to do that. They just, they just call, Hey, take my money. And then the leads start getting emailed to them. And then they're all over the place. They lose them. They don't, they don't put them in their database manager. They don't know what to say. And then they wonder why it's not working. It's the, it's one of the last things that you need to do. And to tell you where I'm at in my business, I don't pay for any leads anymore. Zero. I used to, I used to spend $60,000 a year with Zillow. I was losing money. Yes. Okay. So now I do not pay for leads at all. And we closed over 350 homes last year. I pay for zero leads. And I just started doing it this last year. And how? Like, we are interested to know more about this, how you did this. Well, I looked at all my data. I looked at where our business was coming from. So at the end of last year and the year before, every year at the end of the year, I look at, we, we categorize everything by source. So where did our business come from? Was it our database? Was it a referral? Was it on Facebook? Was it Google? Was it our pay-per-click? Was it SEO? We tracked all of that. Mm-hmm. And what we found was is 60% of our business was coming from our database. Another like 20% was coming from our from referrals. So like 80% of our business was our database and referrals. And a very, very small piece was coming from the paid leads. But our cost for the paid leads was almost $15,000 a month that we were paying on for paid leads. It was a lot of money and we had a lot of agents and they were calling them and it was very, very challenging. And so what we decided to do was just, we use this, this terminology to say, what you focus on expands. So yeah. what we did was, is we stopped focusing on that. We started focusing completely on our database and our referrals and our social media. And when we gave that a lot of focus, we were able to get really, really good results and let go of that that paid stuff. So this year, we're actually selling more 
we're making more money and we're spending less money. Mm-hmm. So if you got people listening here, I've been doing this for 15 years and I'm not paying for leads at all right now. And I was for, I, I can't, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on leads and throughout my career. I mean, an unbelievable amount. And um, we, we stopped and our businesses went through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, nice. Very good. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, as you are a great speaker, what is your take towards videos? Like, do you do videos, YouTube videos for your community? The people that are already following you, uh, how what kind of posts you are doing on Instagram? Like, wh- what are you into then? Like, w- without paying, without paying, what are the strategies that you use? Right. So we do a couple of things. We all you always like to have a mixture. So people, I had a very big um, misconception about uh, social media. I didn't like it for a long time because. I was doing really well and in real estate and I didn't want to go online and make it look like I was like bragging about my success. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. I felt like I was showing off and um, like I'm better or I have more money or, I'm, you know, and I just didn't, it, it was in my head. It was, it was the wrong way to think, but I, I avoided social media. Well, what I started finding was that people want to be associated with other successful people. So if you have a win, if you do something whether you're brand new and you're saying, Hey, I'm making calls today. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you in the real estate world. Just letting people know you're available, letting people know that you're working. Then whenever you get a deal, take a picture at the closing table. Hey, and then tell a story about it. I had a great closing with this client. Here was a little bit about their situation and how we were able to help them with that. People like to read that story, how you help someone. So always putting on your, your wins, things that you've done that are, that is a win with your business, how you help someone, they had a problem and you were able to help uh, achieve that. And then just what you're doing throughout the day. If you're saying, Hey, I'm going to go meet with a bunch of sellers today. Who else wants to sell their property right now? Just, just, and it's not necessarily the content that is the most important. It's just making yourself where people know that you're available and know that you're in real estate. 85% of people will work with the first realtor that they see. 85%. So what matters is being relevant and being in front of that person. So that's one of the reasons that we do we do uh, mailers to all of our past clients. Mm-hmm. Every one of our clients gets two pieces of mail per month. Mm-hmm. That's twenty four per year. They get two emails per month from us. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty. That's forty eight touches per year. Mm-hmm. Then they get a call every quarter from us. Mm-hmm. So that's forty eight, forty nine, fifty. That's like fifty one, fifty two touches per year, per person. So if that person is ever thinking about buying or selling, guess who they're thinking about? Me, because I'm in front of them all the time. I'm in front of them in their mail, I'm in front of their email, and then they see my social media. The thing about the social media though, is you don't want it to all be business. So you always want to show what you're doing, how you're being successful, but people want to have a person behind there. They don't want it to all be business. So having something that's fun, what you're doing with your family. Uh, uh, so I people use the ratio like one to three. So for every one business post, you have three personal posts. Mm. So mixing it up, that's, but being consistent with it. If someone who doesn't do it, I say, do one post per day. That's it. Just one per day. If you're not doing it, start doing it. Make yourself more relevant. People will start to come to you. So that's what we started implementing and people are coming to us like crazy. Good to know that. So what are your social media handles, Brett? Like, can you tell us about your Instagram, Facebook, so that we know? Yeah. So my Facebook is just Brett Boone. Um, It's my name, B-R-E-T-T-B-O-O-N-E. And you'll see my face. That's how you find me. 
Um, on Instagram, I'm Agent Boone. So it's just Agent Boone. And uh, you'll see the same face uh, there as well. And um, I'm also on TikTok as well. And I think my number is the same over there. I, I just got on it. So I'm like brand new to the uh, to the industry. So yeah, I'm Agent, Agent underscore Boone on TikTok. So Agent Boone on Instagram and TikTok. And on Facebook, you can find him on Brett Boone. Final question, Brett. Please tell us if you were to ever write a book about yourself, the struggles that you've had, being addict, uh, going through all that stuff, uh, being a waiter, and today being a successful realtor, driving McLaren, right? So what what would be the struggle story called as? What would be the, the real estate tips or the life tips that you would be giving? The book that you would be writing? What would be the name of the book? The name of the book? It would probably be... This, the first thing that comes to my mind is never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Because that totally yeah. reflects the kind of story and uh, the personality that you have become after going through a lot. So I guess that that would be the title. Never give up by Brett Boone. Never give up. Yeah, because that's been my story. I've wanted to give up a lot. I've been, I should have been a lot. So yeah, I'm very lucky and fortunate to be where I'm at. And I just never, ever gave up and I want to, and I fail all the time. I mess up all the time. I screw things up. I, I want to quit. I go through the same challenges everybody else does. I, I doubt myself. I'm down. I'm very hard on myself. I, I criticize myself. I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. But what happens is when I told everybody before I let everybody go is that 21 day challenge that I told to, if you want to pick up a habit, one of the habits that I picked up was to believe in myself. And I know that no matter what happens, I've been doing it for so long now that if you don't give up, you will always succeed. And, and the, the difference between good and great is one inch. People think that if they're good, that greatness is like a mile. Like it's like way, 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 way. It's unobtainable. Good is here. Great is right here. It's one inch away. It's that little tiny bit where you don't give up because when you're good, that's when people give up. They try to go a little bit higher and they give up. You just got to put a little bit more in to be great. And a lot of people don't realize that is that if you're good, do a little bit more, never give up and you can achieve what you want to achieve. It's not as far away as you want, but no matter what's going on in my life, if I don't give up, I'm going to get my results. I'm going to get what I want. I know that I will because I've got 15 years of track record. And so I encourage everybody, if you've never done that, whatever you're going through, don't give up ever. Don't ever, ever get up. I tell people, if you chop my arms and my legs off, I'm going to be crawling with my chin across the ground to come to you because I won't give up. Even if you take my arms, and my legs off, I'm going to crawl with my chin until I get what I want. So if you adopt that attitude and you want it as much as you want to breathe air, you will be successful. And that's where that drive and that demand comes in. You've got to want it really, really bad. And when you want to give up, have a support system, have someone you can talk to, have someone that encourages you. Watch the people that you're around. Get rid of the toxic people around you. Be around people that are above you. Be around people that want to see you succeed. And I call it standing on the shoulders of giants. Find extremely successful people. Be intentional about your relationships. Call out to these people, sit down with them, pick their brain. You need to have positive support systems. I meet with people that are way more successful with me 
on a regular basis for the past eight years. Every single week, I meet with these people to keep my mind sharp, to keep me going up that ladder because I need to be around other high performers because they, these other high performers, guess what? They don't make excuses. They don't quit. They have a high added, a high income. They have a great family. Like you need to be around those types of people if you really, really want to succeed. So when I say don't give up, there's a lot more to it. It's not just not giving up. It's, there's a lot of other little pieces, but surround yourself with successful people and you'll find that they won't quit. And if they won't quit, you won't quit either. So don't give so, up guys and find your giants so that you can stand on their shoulders. With that said, that was today's yep. episode of the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show. Today we had Brett Boone with us. Thank you so much, Brett, for all the wisdom that you shared along the way in this podcast. Thank you Anytime. so much. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much again, Brett. See you soon. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.